Conversations with RBG is an act of devotion and gratitude. I, I had the amazing fortune of meeting Justice Ginsburg many years ago when I was a young law clerk on the U.S. Court of Appeals. We bonded over a shared love of opera and started up a, a conversation about music and law that culminated in a series of public conversations over the years. And I asked her a few years ago if I could collect the conversations in a book. And to my great gratitude, uh, she said yes. So I brought them together. And, and that was Conversations with RBG. Well, I, I asked Justice Ginsburg a version of this question. You know, it's an important question, obviously. What, I asked her what her advice for my then 13-year-old boys was. She said a few important things. First, she always repeats the advice that her mother gave her, which is to master unproductive emotions like jealousy or fear. They're not productive and they can distract us from useful and productive work. And it's the ancient Stoic wisdom. It's extremely difficult to achieve. She achieves it more dazzlingly than almost anyone I've ever met. Her astonishing focus and self-discipline and refusal to be distracted from her path of pursuing justice and and being a great justice is remarkable. So, so the, the first task is psychological or spiritual, whatever you want to call it. Achieve the self-mastery that will allow the hard work necessary to pursue a cause greater than yourself. So that's the second part of the advice that she gave, that with enough hard work and discipline, you can achieve anything you set your mind to. And that's an important part of the advice. You know, it's kind of may seem trite, or especially to, to young people, everyone tells you, work hard and you can achieve your dreams. But hard work is, is hard for a reason. It, it really, it's a daily, hourly effort to maintain those habits of self-discipline that will allow you to achieve great things. And then the third and most important part of her advice, or, or you know, as important as the rest of it, is work on behalf of a cause larger than yourself. She gave the example of, you know, gender equality or climate change. Those are two causes, but there are many other causes that people may be moved to pursue. And then you say, well, what if people are impatient and don't want to wait for laws? Well, her insight is great change, social change, has always come from the ground up. It really doesn't come from courts or judges imposing judicial victories out of thin air. It doesn't come from government laws that are just easily dispensed with or achieved. It comes from people organizing and persuading and agitating and changing hearts and minds. So that's an important thing to do. And it's that that's more than simply signing petitions or clicking like buttons or getting involved on social media, it really involves, if you want to change the world, you need to do a lot of hard organizational work and collaboration with others in order to think strategically about what levers of your government need to be touched in order to achieve change. So take the example of marriage equality and LGBTQ rights. That's a total transformation in our understanding of equality in an extremely short period of time over the scale of things. It may seem long to younger people, uh, but between 1986 and 2003, the U.S. Supreme Court totally changed its mind and having previously held that there was no right to privacy that protected a right of sexual intimacy for LGBTQ people, it then changed its mind in between 86 and 2003, less than uh, tw 20 years. And then scarcely 10 years later, it recognized a right of marriage equality. That was because of a lot of grassroots activism of state legislatures enacting marriage equality laws state courts recognizing marriage equality. And that all reflected a lot of organization and persuasion and also people getting to know, uh, people coming out 
uh, LGBTQ people coming out and so, so that everyone realized that they knew LGBTQ friends and family members and they were able to set aside their prejudices and em embrace what Justice Ginsburg calls a more embracive constitution. That's her word and it's a very beautiful word of a constitution that embraces previously left out people, not just grudgingly, but with open arms. So there's a mission for young people who are looking for a mission larger than themselves, which is so important because of course everyone tells you, well, follow your passion. Figuring out what that passion is may be hard for some people. You know, having a calling, not everyone feels like they have a particular calling and know exactly what it is. Uh, so find something that really calls to you and that's unique to you, but it doesn't have to be the largest questions. It might be something more specific, but it has to be something outside of yourself, not just your own ego-based interests, not just what amuses or diverts you in the present moment, but something larger that you can devote your life to serving.